What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All summer, the Carolina Panthers was telling the fans that we should follow the blueprint, which was the documentary series on how we flipped this franchise over and we started and we built. But with that being said, if this was the blueprint, let's go ahead and not even finish building this thing up. Let's go ahead and demolish this thing, just like the Panthers headquarters back in Rock Hill. This is ESPN Seven Thirty The Game. This is the Carolina Panthers fan cast, and I am just like y'all, a frustrated, fed up fan with the Panthers. And so, if you're living under a rock, we own four. Quarter of the season gone away, we are on four. And there is an alarming stat with the Panthers that no other team since 2013 has started off 0 4 despite leading in all games. And what makes that even worse is that this past Saturday with the Vikings, there was more Vikings fans than there was Panthers fans. You could hear it on the television. But there's just so much stuff to get to that obviously 20 minutes ain't going to cut it, but I'm going to try my best. And first things first, we got to start with the loss with the the Vikings, who were also 0-3, right? And... The same problems came up. The offense just ain't cutting it, just ain't doing the job. The offense was bad. Zero touchdowns for the offense. Our only touchdown in the game came from Sam Franklin's record-setting, team record-setting 99-yard pick six, right? And outside of that, Pinero scored all the points. Technically, he scored the most points. Because between his two field goals and the extra point, he has seven points. Offense still can't move the ball. Same problems, same issues. Week to week, we tired of seeing the same thing. And Bryce, who had his best game as a professional, 204 yards, 25-32, but he was sacked five times for 55 yards. No long passes. And then on top of that, we couldn't get no running game going because... We, we rushed 31 times for 83 yards, which we're going to get into. We're going to get into that running game. But outside of that, Thielen still looks solid. He's still doing his thing. The defense is still straight, given you know, all the injuries. And with Dante Jackson going out. And the only thing with the defense, we did let them run a bit. But outside of that, can't be more pleased with the defense. And even though... I kept seeing this on Twitter. We led Justin. We led. We we limited Justin Jefferson to 85 yards, but he scored two touchdowns, and he got a one-on-one and monster guy. <coughs> and then, with Bryce being sacked, two of them sacks came from Harrison Smith. And I mean, we're gonna get into Bryce, but like I said, we had no run game last week. Danny Dalton passed for over 50 times, and we passed 32. And ran for 31. And 
I really don't know what else to say about the game, to be honest, because it was just a dumpster fire from start to finish. I was in my house mad just like everybody else because we look like one of the worst teams in the NFL. And the thing is, though, I was on Twitter. I was just getting, you know, fan reactions, seeing what everybody was saying. I was looking at a lot of Panthers beat writers. What was the word? What was the feeling? And I saw some pretty interesting stuff because I guess you could say these are conspiracy theories or theories among other people. But one of the things that caught my eye for sure was people were out or starting to, to be concerned about Bryce. And let me tell you this. It ain't him because I'm not sure what y'all are watching, but he can make the throws. He is accurate. He's not looking wild. And the only reason this comes up is because Bryce is the number one pick and the other two quarterbacks that everybody was looking at were the success of CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, who sat out a game. And he he, he is decent so far. CJ Stroud looks great. But as I said last week, this is all about the situation. And that's what I saw from this because Bryce don't look comfortable running this offense, right? And two, with Bryce, I, he he can only do he can only work with what he has because he is going to make his mistakes as a rookie. You know he's holding on to the ball too long, and I heard I can't remember what and what who said this, but it seems like he was getting fooled by some of the coverages and some of the schemes from the defense okay cool we we can we can grow from that but the thing is him holding on to the football outside of adam Thielen, who else is he throwing to and which we're gonna get into reich's theory later ain't much my man can do if nobody's open and you know obviously him getting sacked and stripped and uh, which was by Harrison Smith and DJ Wanu score. Obviously, that 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 was that was bad. That was absolutely awful because uh, they went up 14-13 at that point. <laughs> but outside of that, man, he can't help if he's getting pressure immediately the, when the ball touches hands. And Iki Wanu, man, Jesus, because one of the last sacks was by Harrison Smith, who just went straight around Iki. And the offensive line, just in general, like Bryce is literally pressured as soon as the ball touched his hands. Now, one of these sacks, I can't remember who got the sack on him. That was on Bryce. He, sh- he should have threw that slant to DJ Chark because he was wide open. If anything, I can understand that he thought, I forget who's the linebacker that was sitting in the middle, but DJ Chark probably would have got clapped as soon as he caught that ball. So if that was the reason he didn't throw that pass, okay, cool. I understand it. But outside of that, uh, if, if 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 it's true that he's getting kind of fooled by the defense and holding on to the ball, okay, like I said, we can get through that. But the problem with him is not what you think or what everybody else was saying. It's probably his size because it says shorter quarterbacks can't see in the middle of the field or can't throw in the middle of the field. And also, he had a couple passes get bat down. He really should have one pick when Daniel Hunter uh, batted it and almost had it had the uh, ball around his hands for a pick. Those are the issues. But outside of that, it ain't Bryce. And then another thing I saw was Miles Sanders saying he won't it. And I was trying to look for 
what were the reasons why he was struggling to run the game. But, I mean, it wasn't like our running our run blocking was that great. And I don't want to keep blaming the offensive line because the uh, argument was how come Chuba Hubbard, you know, does so much with the run game. And Chuba Hubbard is a runner, is a great running back. I do like him a lot. I do, I do, I do love him for us. But I wouldn't say that Bryce or not Bryce, but Miles will have to go because he can still catch passes out the backfield, which is very needed. And so I'm still in on Miles. I think I think he can still do some things for us. We just gotta get some better play calling because it just stagnant. It just looks so bad. And I guess we can go ahead and touch on Frank Wright before we go to break. But if anybody's the problem. It's him, and I stand on that. That's 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 because because the theory that I have that I came out with after these four games, especially with the loss to Minnesota, was that there is a clear disconnect between Bryce and Frank Wright. And I saw a real conspiracy theory that uh, I thought that was interesting was that Frank Wright didn't want Bryce, and I don't know if that's even true, but that's what it looked like to me because. They, because uh, the person who tweeted that was like, that's why you know the play calling is the way it is, and you know I think they was even getting into any Dalton throwing so much more and throwing deep passes or getting deep pass plays called for him, and all that good stuff last week. But there's a clear disconnect. Either he don't trust Bryce, or he's seen something in practice that he don't like. But you know with Frank Wright, his whole thing was coming off of working with Carson Wentz, and um. Uh, uh, I forget. I forget who Carson Wentz. Um, man, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't remember. But he's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, and it's kind of like, okay, what, 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 what's going on here with Bryce? Because even if that theory was true, you still got to work with what you got because we drafted him and he's here. And it's hard for me to believe that he would sabotage his whole coaching career over the quarterback he doesn't want because coaches. Are expendable just like players. Never forget that. But we're going to get into Frank Reich a little bit more after the break. But this is the experience, 7th game, Carolina Panthers Fancast. I'll talk to you guys after the break. All right. So I mentioned we were going to get into Frank Reich before the break. And these are my things with Frank Reich because during that Minnesota game, Everybody was talking about right before the, the first half ended and the clock management at the end of you know the second quarter because we burnt 22 seconds off the clock. I remember being in my house and just like, yo, what are we doing all this time? Everybody's kind of like just jogging up to the line. And then it's already been a thing that we call in the plays late. And if you know, I don't know if anybody really like paid attention, but... During that game, and especially the, I think it was the first, the first game, like, the, the ball's not being snapped until, like, three or four seconds left on the clock. And Frank Reich, oh, and also, 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 uh, the timeout that he burned was because he called a play for Adam Thielen, who was not even on the field at the time. And if you guys, if you if you looking at Bryce, who's not used to this kind of stuff, not used to this dysfunction within the offense, you know, with all his years at Alabama, this got to be frustrating to you, which we saw. And so that's why I can't I can't even be on Bryce that hard because this ain't what he used to. You're not used to 
having receiver. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, all these uh, quarterbacks that come out, you know, the the, the uh, powerhouse college football teams, all these great receivers. But just up and down, I you know, I I, I feel bad for Bryce. But anyway. And Frank Wright admitted that. Like, he called. That's why we know that information. He called a play for Adam Thielen, and he wasn't even on the field. And so he admits that. And then the clock management and the uh, the the constant running. And I didn't know how to feel about that because we passed the ball. Or we, we, Andy, Andy Dalton threw the ball over 50 times last week, which was wild. But then we ran the ball so much, and it wasn't working. And you could hear people booing in the crowd every time at one point uh, once we started to run more and the stuff of the delay games getting the plays in late who fault is this because i don't know how well actually i did see frank Wright getting all the smoke on twitter but how are you how how as an offense are you supposed to operate under these type of conditions right and then he also explained why there were so many short passes called because all those short passes usually when you get a lot of short passes called like that that means you don't believe in your quarterback we've seen this now it's not extreme as extreme as mac jones and bill belichick passing for three times and running you know the rest of the game it's not that extreme but that is a sign you don't actually trust in your quarterback and i'm trying to figure out what does he know that we don't know but he went on to explain that you know, pretty much the strategy is to throw short passes, mix it up, and the long passes that did get called, we checked out of those. And, you know, you got to, you know, pretty much keep the defense on your feet. And then he referenced the Chargers, who got 400 yards of offense, dinking and dunking. We ain't the Chargers, and we ain't got... Uh, um, man, you know what? I'm not going to do that. But anyways, with that being said, man... I, I, I'm I'm not I'm not down on Bryce, but I am down on Frank Wright because, again, if I have to remind you, he got fired from the Colts and somehow got hired here, and that's what stung even more. And I'm not saying Steve Wilkes would have did a better job or anything like that, but for him not to even get the consideration without having to do what David Tepper said. An absolute amazing job is wild. And again, if this is the blueprint, we got to redraft this thing because this ain't going to work. Because with this schedule that we got, it's very well possible we can go 2 and 15. And I know that sounds like I'm exaggerating because we are close in these games. But something has to change with this offense because it's just hard for me to believe that you can put all this blame on Bryce, which is definitely not the case. And with that being said, I also got to look at Frederick crazy and Tepper, actually, because Tepper, for a dude who wants to win now, we ain't making the moves to really do that as far as player personnel. Because now we in the market for a number one wide receiver. Who would have thought? Something that we should have did a while ago. Because I, I, I absolutely love Thielen. I do. But he's not number one, as I said before. We all know this. This ain't a secret. 
I'm not saying anything that you don't already know. But the wide receiver market that a list that I saw, this was this was the list of potential wide receivers that we could uh potentially bring in. Hunter Renfro, Cortland Sutton, Jay Judy, T. Higgins, Marquise Brown, Chase Claypool, LOL, and Van Jefferson. I'm not saying that they would not help us out a lot. They definitely, definitely, definitely would. But it just makes you think we had the opportunity to get a better wide receiver. I mean, shoot. If if anything, if, if somehow we can pull a T. Higgins, I think that would be a very, very uh, great for us because of the situation they got going on over there. Or maybe a Jerry Judy. I don't know. Because at least we don't look as bad as the Broncos. But it's just it's just so crazy how everything plays out now because we all were charged up about this season. But I think we all had in the back of our minds that this may not end well. And some I don't know what moves gotta be made, but we are on forward and it's looking real Matt Rulish right now. And I also saw somebody say, you know, at least he won five games. Let's 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 relax. Let's relax. But I have lost all of the faith because what do you tell somebody? What do you tell a team that has no future for the rest of the season? Because this schedule does not get easier, and finding wins is going to be very difficult. But the moral of this podcast, this episode, is that it ain't Bryce, and it might be right. We about to play Detroit. We traveled up there. Dan Campbell, who everybody laughed at in the beginning of his tenure with Detroit, we're going to go see him in the Lions. I hope I am wrong about all the stuff I said today about Frank Wright. I hope that... Maybe he might could be like a Dan Campbell and everybody laughed at him and then he turns it around. Because we almost looking real Detroit Lioness right now. Pre Dan Campbell. That's all I got because just like the rest of y'all and Bryce, I am dejected and I don't know where to go with this team. And I just hope they turn some stuff around because Seeing all those Vikings fans at the home Panthers game, like this was the Los Angeles Rams or something, that that was heartbreaking, and we we, we just look crazy right now. Like I, I literally have no more words. I literally have no words because all this money you put into this coaching staff, Fritterer, Tepper. This squad, it don't look no different from last year. Except we actually had two superstars and we didn't know what to do with them. Which, it hurts every day, every week, it hurts to see Christian McCaffrey get off. But, that's all I got, man, because this is an awful, awful 0-4 we're going to come back and regroup as fans next week after we play Detroit. Maybe we make some very serious changes. 
and maybe a certain somebody gonna be calling plays. But until then, we just got to wait and see. And that's all I got. This is ESPN 7:30 game. Carolina's Panther fancast. I get. I, I'll, I'll see y'all next week. We're gonna see what happens. See you guys next week.